And the intent is to basically make this the worst Kivecast ever, and that's Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast, hosted by Sky Payne, Fudd, and Steven B. Danley. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful pod, with Ron Salvatore at the helm of the SS Kivecast. Listen as we check in with many different folks. In the cozy COVID confinement, let's all raise a toast. Jonathan Robinson and McElwain too. Justin Haney and his wife. Alem Kubro, the crime lord Annie and Sanderson, here on Captain Drawed Podcast. Also Yehuda and Gus. Hey, Michaud. Might be someone else I'm forgetting. Listen, everybody, this is a weird episode. Uh, this is kind of a time capsule, so uh, it's interesting if you're living in the time or if you want to remember the time. But if, uh, if COVID-19 and its effects on middle-aged uh, Star Wars collectors is not interesting to you, you should check out one of our other 104 episodes. Wampa Wampa! <laughs> Welcome to Kajcast 105. <laughs> what 105? Uh, Steve, you know you're always laughing for some reason at the beginning of a show. Uh, it's it's a nervous laughter. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> they you start every show with a nervous laughter. Um, so yeah, this is uh, you know we were supposed to be talking about Nikto. Um, right. That's the next character, the first of the 77 backs. We're starting a new season, and we're super excited. Um, but we are under, so if you're listening to the show in the future and you did not live through the COVID-19 moment, um, this whole show is not going to make any sense to you. Um, no, but, none. <laughs> but, but basically, um, the last time I felt things were as weird as they feel now was right around September 11th. Uh, like the days after I just felt super weird and yeah. like, but that's the way I feel all the time. So I just kind of got a near to it. And uh, things are just kind of weird. And uh, so we're recording a podcast. Yeah, I, I was you know, thinking about this. It's like, I think it's it's critical for, for us to maintain any sense of normalcy <laughs> to record a Kivecast no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know if you did you have a chance to listen to the last episode, Steve? I did. Yeah, it was yeah, it was great. Um, that was awesome to hear from from everybody and um all the the parental advice as well real received as well <laughs> yes and so so since the last episode that steve recorded you had a baby so yep yep um but this is the thing about covid19 steve <laughs> not only did it upstage like it upstaged your baby <laughs> not only did it like make the baseball season not happen and i barely even noticed it yeah yeah but tom brady left the patriots <laughs> And it was like the fourth most interesting thing that happened that day. Like seriously, the biggest force in sort of like my sports life, like New England, New England. Yeah. The, the scene. Yeah. It'd be like if Kanye died and I was just sort of like, yeah, well, whatever. Well, what's going on with the virus? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's. There's been, yeah, different things, different markers to, to distinguish the weirdness that we're experiencing. So yeah. that's but, that's but, definitely one of them. But we're not going to talk much. Um, we're yeah. – um, so there, <laughs> Ron, Ron R.A. Salvatore sent us an email saying, hey, let's just do a podcast where we just call a bunch of people. 
And um, I don't know what this is going to be, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be very Gargan Largan. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, it might be bad. It might be good. Um, I'm not really quite sure how we're going to structure it. So we're just going to call Ron and then just sort of see what happens. Yeah, uh, um, I think that's the best we can we can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had the pleasure of a couple times being taken out on a boat by Ron. Yeah, I, I've I've been out once. Um, yeah. And, and and Ron is he is going to be the captain. He's going to be the captain Ron of the show. Um, which is that a Kurt Russell movie, Steve? It is. It's a terrible Kurt Russell movie. And I, I was trying to to push an episode title, but Ron immediately shut it down. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be that because because once I said that he had his hand on the tiller and we were going yeah, back and forth. That you can't you can't not just go Captain Ron. And he like sent he sent an email to like twenty people seeing if they'd want to be on the show, and we're probably not going to talk to half of them. And, and all of their responses were like, "Oh, I'll be there. I'll be drunk, bro. Bro, I'll be tanked." So I said, "This is going to be like a Gilligan's Island booze cruise. Like if we mix yeah. those together." Yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Ron on here. I was thinking about having him just start the whole show, um, and just have it be like him saying his catchphrase, um, right? Which we haven't really talked about here. No, but, um, I, if we have, it's been a long time. So, yeah. So, so Wampa Wampa uh, originally came from uh, the the Kenner commercials, and it used to be that Ron's signature on Rebel Scum was another word that was used in uh, in Kenner advertising. Yes, and, and that was Nagamaru. Nagamaru. It's the Star Wars creature cantina that you put together. Action figures each sold separately. You can make them move on revolving discs with the action lever. You can even make them fall. Gotcha, Hammerhead. Got him. I told you not to follow me, Greedo. You owe us money, Han Solo. You're not going to collect this time. Wow, what a weird place. Kenner's new Star so Wars creature cantina. Really action figures sold separately. Uh, we really need to push that as his catchphrase so i'm I going to so. add ron to this call let's see what... oh. hey, hey ron what's up hey what's up so <laughs> so we're we're actually recording and uh i i am metaphorically stepping away from the till and and you can be our guide ron i'm just gonna put my hands up behind my my head and say where are we going ron i don't know why you think this is a good idea <laughs> that's what you want to hear from your captain uh... Yeah, no, I'm probably not a good captain. But, uh, yeah, I thought it would be fun to um, just get together and call a few friends, like, uh, one at a time here and just see what they're up to in this um, quarantine phase that we're going through. Now, should we – are we going to be structuring it around collecting in any way or what, what are we going to uh, I don't know. I think it could be. I mean, I think it's more or less like, hey, how you doing? Uh, and whatever, you know, see where it goes. You know, I don't – think it necessarily has to be complicated but uh, we know most of these people so you probably have something to talk about uh, i would imagine and i guess it would be collecting related to some sense in some sense what do you think steve are people going to want to hear just a bunch of randos talking about their covid experience <laughs> you know I what maybe. i think yeah and for for yeah like short-term uh mental health it's probably good and and for long-term history it'll be interesting <laughs> Yeah, may, maybe. Um, I know one thing. They closed down my gym. So, I mean, Ron <laughs> has like a whole Gold's gym in his basement. So he's all set. It's not true in the but, least. Uh, <laughs> my mom is depressed that they closed down her gym. 
Yeah. yeah, I'm like in full atrophy. I, I look like uh, Popeye before the spinach. You know, <laughs> it like droops down like that. It's terrible. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's been an interesting time. But I kind of look at this as, you know, like uh, in the post story, The Mask of the Red Death, where they lock everybody into a, <laughs> a chateau or a mansion or whatever that was, and uh, they just uh, slowly party till they die. Um, yeah. Which is yep. kind of like a. The pod mask of the Red Death is what yeah. I like. That's what I'm thinking of it as. It's a good. It's so a hopefully good none of us die before the end of the podcast. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. You know that that says a lot about our show, Ron. That we bring you on just to be like when I'm not snobby and intellectual enough. When I'm just making Gilligan's Islands reference, you come in with the Edgar Allan Poe. It's, but see, uh, it it makes total sense though. I mean, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Tessa restored Mask of the Red Death last year. Um, oh, the Roger Corman one. Yeah, the Roger Corman. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, she uh, she used the the British and U.S. crazy censored version and, and pretty much brought back all the, the stuff that was cut out. So it should I, be out at some point. Influenced if... by, heavily influenced by Ingmar Bergman, oddly enough. Yes, yeah. One of Corman's favorite filmmakers. Um. <laughs> okay, now, now here's a couple weird things. So Kenny Rogers died today. And, and we previously <laughs> yeah. mentioned yeah. Kurt Russell. Is yes. Kurt Russell the Kenny Rogers of acting? I don't know, but Mike Ritter is the uh, Kenny Rogers of collecting. <laughs> yes, that's true. Pretty much. And, and how many good Kurt Russell movies are there? Uh, he's been in a lot, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't watched uh, the uh, 1980 uh, ice hockey movie Miracle the other day, and he's really good in that. So yeah. he's pretty dependable in general. All right, but that's not what we're doing, Ron. So we're, we're calling people. You see, Steve, I, I can't actually take my hand off the till. I can't do it. <laughs> You've you've taken Ron's eye patch. <laughs> o- only one I think man it's best is, that Sky remains uh, with his hand firmly on the till. I think all of our hands are on the till in this time of uh, being shut in. Yeah. Hand is on the till all day long, at least three times a day. <laughs> yes. Till falls off like Salvador Dali, but um, only one man has ever taken over the podcast uh, from either Steve and I, and that of course was Michael Havens. Um, but, oh yeah. Well, Mike is good at that. He he's good at you know, staying on, forcing on his message. personality onto things. You know. Hey, so what I, do you I guys think that. of of him reading the books on IC? I don't think I've seen it yet. He no, he's read. I haven't. So is it like in videos? Yeah, he got permission from Timothy Zahn himself to read. Oh yeah. Heir to the Empire huh. on video. And That's cool, I guess. Yeah, on, on the mock page, people are trying to make fun of it. And I'm like, I mean, he's really putting himself out there. Like, you have to really not be self-conscious to do that. So I, I think, yeah, yeah, you know, he, he likes um, coming up with things to uh, to do. And, you know, I think that's good. You know, why not? I mean, it's you're providing stuff to people. But uh, I have this, like, tendency to, to watch no videos on Facebook. So I've probably scrolled past a million times and not even realized that he was reading Timothy Sahn novels, but that's pretty cool. That seems to me. Yeah, maybe we should do a version where we like um, read Gus and Duncan's book. <laughs> yeah. Like we just go to, but not the, not the one that's written narratively, like just right. The no, just just the list of items. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would just like to boast that you have read my archive entries on there, so I guess I'm a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Zahn's kind of following my footsteps over here. Probably yeah. going to kill. Try to kill Chewbacca next. Yep. <laughs> All right, so who are we calling first, Ron? I don't know, man. I think it's got to be Yehuda. I've thought about this question, and Yehuda oh is the God. guy that comes to mind. <laughs> I'll just be on for the whole time. <laughs> All right, fine. 
Well, okay. yeah, no, that's the other thing. I think we have to try to, uh, to rain five in. to seven minutes. See if we can get wow. these. <laughs> right, Come on, man. This will be a one in a li- once in a lifetime podcast opportunity. Yehuda. Hey, Sky. How you doing? That was fast. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even hear well, a ring. Oh, okay. No, actually, it's because I'm in your living room. <laughs> oh, oh, you, there you are. <laughs> how are you doing? Great. How are you doing? How are you guys holding up? Um, just barely. I look like a caveman. Not that I don't normally, but I just kind of been <laughs> hanging out here. I don't know if you guys know, but I was like at an NCAA championship when this thing came down, and like I had to round everyone up and get on a plane and get home. Huh? Really? Through all the madness, oh, wow. which was a little bit nutty. But so since then, I've just been hunkered down. But what about you, my man? What, are you working or what? Yeah, back and forth to the hospital and to the office. And, and I, I hate that word, hunkered. I can't hear that anymore. It's a word that's been terribly overused. <laughs> I, think we're, really? I think we're done with it. You hunkered down, it's like every third sentence on every news channel. Everybody's I don't hungry. think I've heard it yet. Mental wow. note, hunker. don't use hunker. Hunker, it's like terrible. It's, it's, it's... Well, you're, you know, you're a hunker, hunker good. burning love, Yehuda. That, 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 that's what I hear. So, 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 yeah, so Yehuda, no. what's what's your favorite Nikto item? <laughs> once and for all, once and for all, Yehuda, would you please explain how uh, coin hard copies are made? <laughs> no, never again. Okay. <laughs> uh, James Allen put me up to that. Oh crap! We actually have something to ask Yehuda about that's news related, Steve. Oh yeah. Yeah, you went to Toy Fair. What vintage related? I don't care about Baby Yoda. What vintage, uh, vintage exploitation related stuff did you see at uh, Toy Fair, Yehuda? So carrying along with re- re- remaking the Kenner figures. So now they're doing the Empire figures. They put out a bunch of new figures on card backs from Empire Strikes Back, and it was uh, the Hoth characters essentially. So this is the one where they basically redo the original vintage sculpt. Exactly, and they make an exact copy of it. It's usually a little bit smaller, and you can certainly tell the difference of it if you look upon it closely. And uh, I think it's just introducing maybe the younger generation to the actual Kenner toys. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But yet, for a lot of vintage collectors, it it doesn't really appeal too much because it just looks like a a facsimile. Yeah, you know, people who haven't noticed should check out the uh, archive, um, the SWCA Facebook page where Yehuda's posted a bunch of uh, updates. So... Uh, if you're interested in Toy Fair, there's lots of stuff there to check out. All right, so that, that was five minutes. Are we done with Yehuda? <laughs> I'm still pissed at you because you said you don't care about Baby Yoda, which is messed up, my friend. <laughs> Baby Yoda is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, Baby, I think... Baby uh, Yoda is Yoda great, and I told you that. Any, we got the most hits on anything, I think, ever on the Archive Facebook page for the Baby Yoda video I got at Toy Fair. Really? Like... <laughs> More than anything vintage ever got. Uh, so, yep. There you go. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right, Yehuda. <laughs> I appreciate you weighing in. I'm glad to see you're still uh, kicking around out there and doing what you can oh, at the yeah, hospital. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, everybody stay safe and uh, be well, and good to hear from you guys. Oh, and right, now, take now care one, one second. Wait, wait, Yehuda, quickly. At, at your yeah. doctor, right? Yeah. Right. So should people just ignore all the suggestions and just do whatever the hell they want because they're probably good? Or should they probably stay home, hunkered or not, because that's, that's what 
the goddamn doctors, oh, God. the goddamn medical professionals are saying. That's why they're the goddamn doctors. So what should they do? You I, I, stay home. And, and I'll even use the word hunker down. Yes. <laughs> One second, though, but what if you have a radical view where you read some article somewhere that said that maybe it's not going to be so bad? Should you listen to that asshole or should you listen to the doctors and medical professionals, Yehuda? <laughs> Huh? Listen, listen to the scientists, please. Okay. Listen to the doctors and medical professionals. All right, I'm just because and, there's some uh, asshole who said I, it doesn't. It's not a big deal. And well, guys, thanks for making this fun, dude. Oh, <laughs> you know what? If Yehuda says the hunker, hunker, hunker. Okay. All right. So Yehuda says hunker. All right. Yehuda, you hang up. We gotta hunker. call someone else. <laughs> Bye, okay. Yehuda. All right, Justin Haney. Hey, Ron. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. Um, what's up uh, over there in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area, I guess? The Atlanta area, we're, we're shutting down toy shows left and right. Um, yeah, they just, I saw that. Uh, this, week, this weekend was supposed to be our big one one show of the year we have here in Atlanta. Not like you guys up north. We, we just got one, and uh, it was supposed to be this weekend. It got canceled. And uh, we had some pretty cool stuff planned for our group, the Georgia Alliance uh, couple ex-former yeah. Kenner employees were going to come out to an event tonight. And oh, wow. uh, now we're all just quarantined at our house. And, yeah. You know. Well, damn. Sorry to hear that. I saw Narayan posted some cool swag that was done uh, on your Georgia page here. Uh, is that kind of stuff that you had made for that event? Yeah. So we found out a couple of the, the former employees were going to be, be there that, that live here locally in Atlanta. They were going to attend the toy show. So we created a thing called Kenner and Friends Toy Social. So kind of playing off of our annual social events we do at the club and then just, you know, incorporating the Kenner guys. So, yeah, we we completely ripped off some of the old Kenner stuff that was given out to employees. So we made a mug that said, it's G-A-S-W-C, it's fun. We did a sticker, a button, a T-shirt. We, you know, we're kind of kind of down with the swag thing here in Georgia. You know, we got Narayan yeah. and he's all on board. So we try and Narayan is the stuff. swag dog, man. That guy is just <laughs> all over the swag. God, you know, you get some of us together uh, in the club here. Like uh, Jason is a graphic designer and I've owned a bar for a while. So you got to kind of learn how to self promote. And then just Narayan, you get these three minds together and we just go wild. <laughs> it's crazy. Nice. I don't know if uh, Sky and Steve know. Maybe they sort of know, but I made a trip down there with Chris Riley uh, to the Atlanta area over the summer, and we went to Narayan. Um, how do you pronounce his last name? Nike? Nike? Nike. 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 Narayan Nike. So we went to Narayan's place. Uh, he was having a Georgia get-together and uh, hung out with Justin and some other folks. It was pretty cool. I mean, those guys have an awesome collecting group going down, going on down there. Uh, and yeah, this uh, swag is cool. There's like a Kenner catalog thing and some buttons and stuff. Yeah, it, I, how I are you giving out the swag? The, uh, the 78 catalog to make it like as our little promotional flyer for the event. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, are you distributing cool. it or is it like, like what's the deal with that? So, so we kept it as a club thing, and uh, okay. we basically, how we do it is it's like a sponsorship thing. So we we ask people to sponsor the project. So they come in, they kind of invest in the idea, they get some, you know, they get a set of the swag, they get some exclusive items. And then that helps us throughout the toy show, which again was canceled, but um, it helps us through the toy show to give the excess away. So, so we raise money for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Uh, we have like a little, uh, 
raffle auction type thing. So people buy raffle tickets, they get to spin a wheel. When they spin the wheel, they get free swag and then they get a the raffle ticket and the end of the show we raffle off cool stuff that members right. have donated. So it's all for charity. Um cool. you know, we just uh get some sponsorship people to help us raise that those funds. So So is Jen there? Uh I can get her. She's inside watching a movie right now. Oh, uh, you don't need to bug her. I was gonna say hold up the phone and make her yell something, but that's all right. Hey Jen, you wanna yell something? <laughs> You're on a podcast. <laughs> She's not feeling it. That's gonna be terrible. All right, Sorry, that's guys. Okay. <laughs> well, all no, right, that's, man. That was great. We're kinda of limited on time here, but I appreciate you checking in and telling us about uh the swag and all this other stuff. I hope you're doing all right. Yeah, I hope that's what you guys were looking for. Yeah, Steve, Sky, Ron. A pleasure. Well, Thank uh, you for when, having me when, on. When the world gets back to normal, we'll talk about the Emperor yeah. how great he is. Yes. Um, uh, but Let's... but until then, we're just going to do whatever the hell this is. So. <laughs> I think that's a perfect plan. I love it. Yes. And we'll see if I can uh, – so I think you need to hang up, and then I, I have to try to call somebody else. So I don't know how to do that. So. All right. Well, cheers, guys. Thank you very up. much for having me on. I Thanks, it. Justin. All right, Justin. Take it easy. And also, take it easy, Jen. <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I might hang up on you again. Uh, I, I asked while I was dialing, like, have I met Justin? I've met Justin like 50 times. I don't know why I, I didn't know that. Oh, I, you know what I think it is? I think I, I, think I met Justin and Trent at the same time. And I'm sorry, Justin and around. who? And Trent Bailey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're they a little bit a confusing in some way, even though they're, they, they shouldn't be. But, yeah, I, I kind of get right. you on that. So it's that kind of thing. Like, I don't think that they look alike, talk alike, or anything. But Part I of it's, I think, because um, Trent's always got Corey, and then um, Justin's got Jen, and they're both vaguely from the South, if you're not from the South, and then it right. starts to get all blurred in your mind, and you're like, oh, right. okay. But, yeah, the, uh, aside right. from the that. The same way that, that you and I are from the same area, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone well, confuses kind of me with Tracy Hamilton. <laughs> that's like a new Oh, thing. yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so uh, I was okay, thinking who, maybe who Amy Schoberg next. next. Hi, Amy. Amy. Hi. You're on the Kivecast. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> she doesn't sound very excited by this, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> um, I am relaxed because I started drinking about an hour ago. So. <laughs> oh, okay. And it is, what, three hours good. earlier there, so jeez. <laughs> All right, it's you're so really quarantined. Yeah, you gotta do something when you're stuck at home. All right, I'm not gonna hold it against you. I am drinking bourbon, by the way. I don't know if you guys are partaking. Steve's a dad now, so he's probably not drinking anything. Uh, um, that's that's I, not drinking, true. Which actually supposedly <laughs> kills coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny because you know I I I don't drink much except when I'm around my Star Wars friends, and you know Ron was sending out these messages, and everyone's just like, I'm gonna be tanked, bro. And so, uh, so I did actually go and I found some of the uh, cognac that I think we got together oh, no. in in North Carolina, no, in South Carolina uh, at at Hooch's. So I, I am <laughs> That's having, a long uh, time ago, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I really ice too. Not yeah. ice. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I I I like when I hang around my Star Wars friends, I drink a lot, and when I hang around by myself, I drink not. But uh, this was a special occasion. Yeah. So those who don't know, like That's me, uh, Sky, and Matthias went to some liquor store right right by Todd Chamberlain's old place, and 
it was an interesting experience. But we bought plenty of booze, and I'm actually shocked that you still have that. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing was that the the girls that worked there, like, were very taken, especially by Matias with his exotic accent. And so we were telling them that we were going to a party and they were sort of like hinting, trying to get us to invite them to go to the party. But it, it was like, first of all, none of us are single. Second of all, you really don't want to go to Todd Chamberlain's first Star Wars party. That would be a story to end all stories. The time these guys invited me to this nerd fest at Todd Chamberlain's house. Um, so, Amy, what's going on? I, I saw on um, Facebook here you're listening to Led Zeppelin bootlegs. Four-hour yeah, concerts and making Jabba stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to be indoors, you might as well entertain yourself. Nice. Just taking a quick quick break from making Celebration Swag because, I, you know, I mean, is Celebration happening? What do you guys think? Is it going to happen? Oh, God. I, don't I hate know. to say this. I almost hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> it has nothing to do with <laughs> coronavirus. I just, I just sort of not ready to do another one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Steve and I had the same conversation yes, the other day. Yesterday, we had the exact same conversation. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. But but what is the Jabba plush thing you're making? It looks like, is it a mystery? Are you keeping it intentionally mysterious? Is that the well, idea? Because I don't want to blow the mystery here. I no, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I every time Rancho Obi-Wan has their auction, their gala, which I don't think they're going to have it. I don't know if they're still having it, but. Mm-hmm. I just assume they're going to have an auction online or something. I try and make something for it, and I was just lacking in inspiration this year for whatever reason. So I was looking at my Sigma shelf, and I thought, it'd be kind of weird to try and make, like, a felt version of Sigma, you know, Whoa. where the 3PO tape dispenser dis- dispensed, like, gold ribbon or something. <laughs> just weird stuff. And then, you know, I was thinking, well, that's, probably really obscure and I don't know if I should do it but then being in quarantine uh, I decided just to sit Mm -hmm. down and start doing it because I'm I'm, yeah my garage is basically um, like a craft store I should totally lobby you to do a uh, archive blogcast uh, blogcast blog (laughs) post on uh, crafts to do while you're quarantined that sounds like an Amy topic right there there we go yeah I'll tell you my, my daughter has been going crazy she she just started painting everything. So she painted her cell phone case. She painted her calculator case. She painted all of her brushes. Like we turn around and she's like always trying to do some kind of craft. But I'm, I'm, w- w- did you know that there's another very prominent Star Wars fan with a huge Led Zeppelin bootleg collection? No. Yeah. So Jimmy Mack, the guy who does you know Rebel Force Radio, he uh-huh. has like, like if there's any Led Zeppelin bootleg you want, you ask him. And he'll hit you up with it. Like he oh, has, cool. he has all of them. I, I used to before, like when Ron was in Cincinnati and he was like, you know, getting prototypes. Uh, I was trading Grateful Dead and Led Zeppelin bootleg tapes back and forth, like by mail. So like I have like a whole bunch of old Zeppelin, you know, cassettes and stuff. But cool. uh, right. yeah, cool. that was like but, a cool pre-internet collecting thing. Yeah, Amy, why is um, Deus Ex Machina? Uh, what makes that a great Zeppelin bootleg? What about that is uh, notable? A lot of collectors like it because it's one of the clearest recordings from 75, their 75 mm-hmm. tour. Um, cool. It's not like the peak Zeppelin, because a lot of people say the peak Zeppelin was before 73, but um, it was 
it's a recording from an original soundboard. So Shoko, oh, wow. who did the um, who did the shows, had actual soundboard recordings of uh, these concerts in '75. And the Seattle one, for whatever reason, has the most balanced uh, recording that's out there. And wow. so you can hear everything with really good clarity on it. It's pretty good. Now, now, now this is what's crazy. I haven't collected Led Zeppelin bootlegs since probably 1997, but I believe the Dallas recording was May 5th, 1975. I'm not quite sure if I'm right. I'm pretty sure that I am, that like that date is still stuck in my head. Cause I, I never heard, I never, I'm looking at it now. I never heard the Seattle show, but yeah. Oh man, I miss collecting tapes. That was fun. That's nice, man. Well, that's really cool. It's, she's kind of throwing a brick through our window here, but it's Led Zeppelin bootlegs rather than Polish and Hungarian ones. <laughs> uh, <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty awesome right. though that we have these concerts, you know, yeah, saved no, that's cool. because fans out there wanted to record them when they happen. So yeah, by no, and large, but, most of them are. You gotta appreciate the people who, uh, you know, took all the time to do all that stuff back then to preserve that stuff. Just like we appreciate sure. collectors for saving Star Wars toys. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we're on a time limit here, so we probably need to move on to the next person. But I hope yeah. you're doing all right and taking care of yourself out there in Seattle. Yeah. Take care of yourselves out there. All right. So why don't we uh, try Jonathan McElwain? Hello. Hey, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, th this is the uh, Argentinian police force. Um, <laughs> we're tired of you uh, spreading calumny and lies. I've been expecting this call. <laughs> yes. I'm here with Agent Mendoza and Agent Mendoza. And, yes. Um... <laughs> uh, so how's it going, Jonathan? Good. How are you guys? Oh, pretty crazy here. Locked in a house. We're calling this the pod mask of the Red Death, and we're just uh, <laughs> basically going to party till we all all die here tonight. Um, um, we're, at, we're actually calling it Captain Ron Gilligan's Booze Cruise, but Ron doesn't know that yet, so we'll, we'll go with the pod mask of the Red Death for now. And the intent is to basically make this the worst Kivecast ever, and that's a tall order, I have oh, to say. I, I, <laughs> accomplished, um, by the way. Uh, so have you gotten a lot of feedback from the, the blog post that went up recently? In case people well, don't know, Jonathan yeah. published a blog post on uh, the SWCA blog, uh, outing some uh, Argentinian stickers is likely fake. So. Yeah, not a whole lot of feedback. Um, you know, some likes and such, but um, you know, some interest in private messages. Um, but I think it's somewhat uh, ill-timed, I guess, with all of what's going on. But also, I think there's just gen general apathy to um, the topic. But <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. It seems like, yeah, I kind of expected some discussion, but it kind of didn't. I mean, I, I, that's not new to me, like having published Star Wars-related stuff on the Internet for a long time. It's just like it's sometimes impossible to tell what's going to you know, have discussion related to it and what isn't. But it seems like, for whatever reason, that did not generate a lot of discussion. Uh, but it should have. Uh, I think it was – you did a great but, job but, putting together all that scams are, are like – okay, so we, we put it on our blog blog pod. No response, and then you do it on a, a blog post, and no response. Like, why is nobody responding? I have no idea. I think it's. I don't know. It's. I, I, th I think it's worthy of some attention. Like, I get it. These things themselves are uh, not of a broad interest to people. Right. But, like, I think it. 
it could potentially be the tip of an iceberg. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So. I think. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's like almost impossible to tell what's gonna hit immediately and what isn't. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if it has a slow burn sort of effect where I think the people who noticed the the names attached to it and whatnot, I, I think that that will not be forgotten by the people who pay attention to stuff. So, so, uh, so we, we can, we can be direct about it, right? Because the real question is that a lot of people bought these stickers, which are confirmed to be fake from a source. And that source was Daniel who also wrote the book about Argentinian collectibles. And he's never talked about it with anybody like you directed, you directly asked him. I talked to Michael Havens, who's friends with him. And to Michael Haven's credit, he confronted him on it. No answer to him on that. Like, so there's somebody who is confirmed to have sold fakes and has sold a ton of other stuff and written a book and nobody is saying anything. And this 100% is Hannibal Burris making a joke about Bill Cosby and everyone knows about Bill Cosby. And at a certain point, they're gonna go, hey, wait a minute, Bill Cosby's raping people? They're gonna be like, hey, wait a minute, that guy who sold fakes sells fakes? Like. <laughs> What, how is this not happening? Why? It, it can't just be my fault. I know there's it's a lot my of fault. there's been a lot of cases though of I would say fairly definitive information about fakes that people just kind of ignored. I think that the cases where it became a giant thing, like the hard copy thing from a few years back, that was a big deal because there was like people had thousands of dollars invested in it, and that yeah. kind of led to it being a big big issue like there's less money involved so like i said you'd be surprised but for instance there was information not too long ago that circulated fairly widely about you know these photocopies of blueprints of kenner you know early kenner figures that had been colored that almost all of them are fake um that what didn't cause a big scandal people knew about it uh, i think it just kind of filtered through quietly well, well, Ron, I was told about that, and then I was told not to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so well, was everybody told not to talk about it? Because I want to talk about it. I wasn't told not to talk about it. Um, I think that... No one can tell you anything. You're Captain Ron. <laughs> you know, Captain what's Ron. fake and what isn't, tough one, but it just didn't cause much of a stir that I was aware of. All right, well, then let's let's drop the mic then. If you've ever seen a colored blueprint from Kenner, it was colored in the 90s, yeah, I don't know if it's the 100%, but, you know, that is well, one of the allegations well, out there. We're just, listen, we're covering this all up with this boozy, lame podcast. It's all right here in the middle. <laughs> People can discover it if they want. And it's yeah. all Jonathan's fault. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, Jonathan did a great job with that. Um, so hopefully, you know, I kind of expected at least a few emails, and I expected the person who was accused to say something, but I guess that I mean, it's easier to say nothing, right? So, I mean, yeah, I, guess, I did. I guess where we are for now. when the when the world is ending around us, it gets it's easy to get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but you know, but it's I, been I, months. I, yeah. I wrote, yeah, I wrote that thing. I mean, we yeah we we talked about that, and I wrote that article like back in late October or whatever. Yeah. I gave I gave Daniel all that time, you know, to respond to numerous messages and different means whatever so you know here we are well, one of the interesting things was that that one st the b-wing sticker that i had was cut oddly and steve yeah. shared a photo with me and i i posted it on kind of the main page but i did a comparison shot of mine steve's and another one that i got 
uh, from a guy named Eric. And, um, you know, there's something funky going on with the, especially with the B wing sticker. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I don't know, but so there's more to be discovered, uh, with that, I guess, but, uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing the legwork on that, man. No problem. Thanks for, uh, getting it out there. So what's going on with you down there in, do you live in Virginia or is it yeah. Maryland? Virginia. Yeah, Virginia Peanut. It's Virginia. Yeah. So how's it going? What are you doing yeah. during this weird time? Uh, working from home and um, well, it was oddly, uh, it's my kids' spring break. Um, so I've got one, well, technically two adult children, but one's still in high school. So, anyways, we were we left uh, last Saturday and things were, you know, really rapidly evolved as we were, we were down in South Carolina, but we were like at the beach and pretty secluded. And just instead of going out to eat and stuff, we just cooked food for ourselves. It was us and a few other families. So anyways, we're just kind of getting back here. It was just, it's just weird. So schools are out for a long time and I'm going to be working from home and uh, it'll certainly be an adjustment. All right. Well, you got some time to work on some more blog posts for us here. You're always welcome. I love the contributions you've made over the last few years. Stay, right. stay safe, guys. Always. Thanks, uh, Jonathan. Enjoy talking All to right. you guys. All right. Take All care. Right. Hope to see you see soon. You. What see about? You okay. Okay, but before we get to the next person, this Argentinian thing is driving me crazy. <laughs> it's just driving me crazy. I think you're How way too you... much of a crusader, Sky. I mean, the bottom line is that, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that don't click with people. And especially yeah. the low value of it, it's just like people are like, oh, interesting, and they move on. But all you can really do is call it out, and I think they did that um, yeah. in a pretty good way. So, I mean, the information is out there, but as to why it hasn't generated more discussion, I mean, we posted on the archive a couple of years ago, like, you know, all these – those Ewok figures that no one had ever seen before. Yeah. Kind of no the, one cared. The first, that was the <laughs> like, first uh, blog log pod, right? The first, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of stuff that people just don't care about. I mean, why it's like a futile question in some way. Like, I don't know. I, but. And then, and then he, here's, here's my next two things. And I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to be on the head of this. And then you're going to go back and you're going to say, wow, it is Ray Palpatine. Sky knows everything. <laughs> a lot of the, uh, uh, Echantillon uh, Gratuit, the, the free sticker Meccano bagged figures that have been sold in the five, last five years, a lot of those have to be fake. And then a lot of the Yuppies that are being sold right now have to be fake. I'm just no, saying it. Yeah. I don't know about the Yuppies, things... but those stickered bagged figures have always well, – I, mean, I don't know anything specific, but I've always been a little bit suspicious of that. I'm just but... saying, Yehuda makes an article, and then all of a sudden – Yuppies start flying out of people's buttholes. Like Are something's they? Yeah. going on here. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. And I'm not making any specific accusation. I'm just saying, don't buy Yuppies right now. I wouldn't. I mean, I did. Crap, I did. Well, well that's a good, good thing to keep in mind, man. I mean, I think that's yeah. uh, pretty valid. Give me some. All right. Um, right. What about uh, Sean Lemcool? All right. Sounds good. I think we had him on this show before. Right? Yeah, those guys were on telling a story about a dead body. You remember that? Yeah, that's right. My memory is so bad with this show. That's funny. Yeah, it's like a Steve's guy. Deer. It's fun, it's fun talking about Led Zeppelin bootlegs. Man. All right. I, I was like the Ron Salvatore Sean. of my neighborhood. Hey, what's up? It's Sky. What's up? Sky? Whoa, what's he's on, on already. Damn. What's up, Sean? Hey Sean. Yeah, that was quick, huh? It was an unknown number. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know who was calling me. How are you doing? Uh, Pretty we're, well. We're doing awesome. 
Steve just grabbed another beer, so we're just uh, working through our list here and calling people to see how they're doing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm uh, drinking uh, some, it's called Redwood Empire uh, Whiskey. The good. Lost Monarch. I know that's out nice. of California. Sonoma County. That sounds good. I don't know if Scott and Steve know, but Sean lives in a haunted house. <laughs> this was revealed. <laughs> yes. When, uh, or you still live in that place, right? So uh, we visited Sean a couple years ago, and he told us all about the ghosts that live in his house. So it must be bad to be quarantined into, in a haunted house. Yeah, we have a haunted house. <laughs> well, well, can, can we I just say we that? When's the, yeah. When's the last time we yeah. saw something? A ghost. Or my wife's in the background. Okay. Oh, yeah, Google just started talking to us the other day. But I don't think that was a ghost. I think that was just a... Yeah, it's like, Google, see, it was weird. Th- their dog's name is Siri, so it's not that weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, we've got this Google little puck, and we talk to it every once in a while. And it, it's never oh, said nice. anything to us. But the other day, we were just sitting in here, and we were, like, going to bed. And it was like, see ya. It's <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> so that was pretty creepy. Yeah, that sounds super creepy. But uh, so what's it like in Cincinnati? How's the general tenor in this weird time that we're going through? Uh, I went through a drive today, and uh, it was odd. There were deer everywhere. I mean, every once in a while we see deer, but I went for a drive two separate times, and both times I saw between five to ten deer just running around. Uh, there's wow. no cars on the street. Um, it's just weird. It, it's so odd to be stuck in your house. I mean, if you had told me when I was probably 10 years younger before I got married and had kids that I'd be stuck in my house for like a month, I would have hugged and kissed you and said, you just made my, just made my day. And now I'm like, this is hell. I'm out of here. <laughs> but if you leave, the deer are going to bite you or something. You get Lyme disease yeah. or something. So it's either you stay and die of coronavirus or you go outside and die of Lyme disease. No, it's throw a harness on there and ride it around. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, How's your brother so, doing? So I, all right. Yeah. I think so. So my wife thinks that he's a carrier, you know. So she won't let she won't let me meet up with him. So I haven't seen Ryan in like a week or two. Because uh, Ryan, Ryan Ryan likes to go. Like Ryan has been really good. He has not gone out much lately. Um, but he's doing he's doing DoorDash right now because his normal job. Uh, well, actually, both his business and then his job are both kind of shut down for the time being. So he's been doing DoorDash with his girlfriend, and uh, my wife thinks that he could be a carrier. So she's trying to keep me away from him. <laughs> oh, man. What happens if he wants to come visit the collection? You're just not going to let him in there to, to check things out, send him pictures? Well, he, he's got better access to it than I do right now. So, like, the collection, there's only some of it at my house. Most of it oh, is right. there. So Yeah, I forgot Yeah, so that. He, uh, he's got better access to it than I do at this point. Um, yeah, so I, I guess, just have again, to, Sky uh, and Steve aren't aware, but these guys have a basement that's basically just stuffed with all, all their awesome finds. Uh-huh. And uh, I got to visit a few years ago, and it was pretty cool. They just got stuff on the walls, stuff in cases, stuff stacked everywhere, and it was a real treat to get to see all that stuff. So, so, so this is the thing. Like, you know, I've I think a lot about movies, you know, and, and especially when Ron's on. And first of all, we need to make a movie about a haunted house in a quarantine that's just a great plot for a movie like that writes itself <laughs> that's that's and stressful then, yeah and, and i think that might be the shining all, though that's kind of the same <laughs> idea as the shining yeah, yeah but not to blow up your up. idea or anything oh. 
but no, that's but a you've hotel. Got, you've got it's influencers totally internal and external, right? So you could have you'd have to have some sort of fast moving zombies on the outside and something that's like the slow burn on the inside. Oh, yeah. Because then you'd yeah, have be both versions of a horror movie. I mean, how incredible would that be? Okay, and then and then this is this is my other idea. So I've long thought that it would be great to have a movie based on sort of Ron's adventures, you know, raiding in Cincinnati in the nineties. And then I've recently thought that um, that you two guys, you know, you brothers, even though you're like cool and we like you and you're friends with them, you'd be great antagonists, like characters to like be there and like constantly foiling their finds. Like you know, we'd have to fictionalize it. But anyway, so I'm I'm just thinking that would be a, a good movie to like. So like I just want to see the, like, you, I want to see a movie the with together, one more score. Yeah, like one more the, score. I could give you some more fodder for that. There was, uh, you guys are familiar with Trader's World, right? We've talked about it before, and that's where yeah. a lot of the guys would come in town. They would go there and they would, you know, find stuff. Right. So, for the first time, I don't know how many decades, there was a, there was a, there was a fight and a shooting, and somebody got shot at Trader's oh, World wow. this past weekend. So there was some, really? I don't know what happened. There, my, oh, my wife's in the background interjecting. Can you hear? No. Okay. All right. My wife just said that's the type of people to hang out there, but I, you know, <laughs> it who is. Knows? So, it's true. But I like to, I'd like to think that they were fighting over like a General Nadine beater and like the loose three dollar yeah. bin. You know, you if Star know. Wars or Kenner wasn't involved, I'll be massively disappointed. That would be some kind of tie-in to something. <laughs> that that could be the, the end of the movie. You know, it could be like a showdown at know. Trader's World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Todd Chamberlain and and Ryan getting into a gunfight. I think Quarantined at Trader's World with the Maidine zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Is there any interesting recent find you want to tell us about while you're on here? Oh, no, it's been slow recently. So ever since the whole uh, virus thing popped up, I've been getting a lot of calls, but it's not anything good. If that sounds insensitive, I'm sorry, but it's it's been a lot of people are trying to make ends meet, which is extremely sad, and they're sending pictures of you know incomplete beater X wings and Millennium Falcons oh. that are missing all the parts. Um, no, it's Top been trading cards slow lately. What's that? Well, uh, sorry, that, man. That's pretty. Bummer. That, that's profound, though, that, like, to understand the economic impact of this whole thing, like, you could actually study it by what kind of stuff the Lemcools get, because, yeah, someone's like, hey, uh, w w w look, it's it's Greedo, uh, he doesn't have a gun, w what can I get for a Greedo, you know? Yeah, that's... that's no, sad. that's happening. I, I got a, um, a loose, I got an email yesterday, or two days ago, and it was a, a large loose collection. And uh, I saw that they had CC Brian's toys, so I said, "Well, whatever Brian's toys will pay, I'll pay more." Because <laughs> I figured I'll just sit back and let them do all the work. And uh, I didn't see those three or four other people that had CC'd on the on the uh, on the collection. And Brian's toys under offer was like six hundred fifty dollars, and he started showing me the other offers, and they were all the way up to fifteen hundred dollars. This is for like loose, complete figures with card backs, and uh, there was nothing. There was no part of the force figures. There was nothing, you know, that's difficult to find. And I looked at it and I said, I'll just, I'll pass. I actually sent it to another collector um, in one of the groups. Really good guy uh, that you guys know very well. He's a guest author occasionally on uh, Star Wars Collector Archives. I'm not going to say his name, but I'm sure you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he told me, he's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so he was just verifying what I already knew, but it's, it's coming to that. You'll see a lot more people, I think, trying to sell some stuff here in the next month or two um, just yeah. to try to pay their mortgages and rent, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, keep looking, man. I hope uh, maybe you'll maybe the uh, the sadness of that will result in a good find for you regardless. Yeah, you know, hopefully not. I don't want to – you know, what I typically do is when I buy stuff, if, especially if it's a childhood collection, I always ask somebody if there's a couple of pieces they want to keep because the worst thing you want to have is somebody that sells everything they have from their childhood and then a year later regrets it because you can't get it back once it's gone, typically. Um, yeah, that's true. You know, the one the one really cool – we did have a really cool find. Well, we had a couple last year, but one that happened right around uh, Christmas time. There was a, um, a lady, actually, whose father worked really close to the Kenner and uh, one day he was walking by and stuff, saw things sticking out of the dumpster. And so he uh, he decided to go in there and pick some things out. One of the items he had was a Revenge of the Jedi uh, Wampa box that had been put together with the Wampa. Oh, wow. Cool. And so I ended up, we ended up buying that, and uh, we got her collection. But we thought that was pretty neat. You know, it had been thrown away. It was in a dumpster. So yeah, that's thought, awesome. I didn't, I didn't dumpster dive that. My wife, no, not the Wampa. My wife's interjecting. She doesn't listen. I thought I was in a relationship that didn't listen. <laughs> it goes both so, ways, but man. that was that was pretty neat. That was pretty. I don't know. Well, that's good. That's where I mean, is now. That's awesome. Wampa box. Well, all right, man. We're on a time limit here, so we probably got to move on to the next person. But I, I appreciate you checking in. I hope everything's going all right in that haunted house. Yeah, same with you guys. Well, we haven't seen anything. We we did reconnect the. Uh, it's like the nest cam to our kids' bedroom. Um, but we have, yeah. we've been looking at it whenever we hear make noise, but nothing yet. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep you in the loop if we see anything crazy or hear anything. <laughs> wait, 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 wait one second. Wait. So it was a Revenge of the Jedi Wampa box that was like put together? Yes. Yeah, it was put together. And But but it was like at a Kenner employee's house or what? No, it was in the dumpster outside of Kenner back in the, uh, back in the 80s. And the woman, when she was a little girl, her dad pulled it out and uh, gave it to her. He pulled no, out the dumpster still, and gave it to her to play I'm with. I'm still trying to figure out like how I have a, a Revenge of the Jedi uh, vehicle maintenance energizer. I bought it when I bought out a bunch of Todd Hudson stuff a long time ago, and he doesn't know where it came from. But it's like fully like shelf worn, and I just can't figure out like how does this yeah, thing this one exist? Is too. Where does this it come from? This one has scrapes all across it. There's scrape, but we figured it was from the dumpster. But there's scrapes all across it. Yep. Mm, yeah. It's got shelf wear as just, well. I'm wondering how much revenge stuff. Anyway, it's it's one of the great mysteries. I'm sorry, I was kind of dozing. Well, I don't usually real drink. quick, I'll add something out there. A lot of people don't realize fantasy. this, but outside of Toy Fair, there was other toy conventions that went on where Kenner would set up with prototypes and different uh, mocked-up packaging. And there's a good chance right. that some of those items end up with those salespeople or with the different vendors um, that purchased from the Kenner salespeople and potentially made it on the shelf. So there, there were a couple different ones outside of Toy Fair that they did on a yearly basis back in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of reasons they would have built those things up and put stuff in them. So that's a cool find, though, man. Yeah. Well, thank okay. you. We'll, we'll, we'll let you go now, but I, I've been trying to get more Star Wars content on this podcast, and then all of a sudden we got it, and I, I didn't follow up. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> You're good. Call me anytime if you guys want to chat. All right. Thanks, John. Good. All right, man. All thanks right. for being Take on. Care, Say hi to Ryan. Definitely. Have a good one. Stay Take safe. I will. Bye. You want to try calling Chris Riley and see if he's? Yes, because I actually have to ask him a question about woodworking. Hello, it's Chris. 
Ah, that is Chris. Excellent. So, Chris. What's up? How hard are you Ron. praying that celebration is canceled? <laughs> oh. I, you know, um, I was praying pretty hard uh, at the turn of the year, but my, my prayers, of, uh, I don't know what to say, my prayers are getting answered, but I'm not praying as hard now. I'm just going to let nature take its course. Um, you know, so Every time uh, I've spoken to Chris over the last uh, couple of months, it's been pretty frequently. We're always like, wouldn't it be awesome if celebration was canceled? <laughs> not, not because of coronavirus, but just because uh, we don't need another celebration in, in 2020, I don't think. Yeah, just starting to get, you know, just a little, could use a little break, you know, finances could use a break. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it's, we're going to start, uh, you know, losing some luster in it, you know, and uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Talk to yeah. you guys. So, um, Steve, how, how hard does Steve, how much work has Steve and Sky put into the archive party at this point? <laughs> well, the good thing is, like, if it does get canceled, we can just, we can just hold on to it. <laughs> And wait, and I, which is totally what I think Sky and I are, are hoping for too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The the main reason that I want Archive to be canceled, the 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 celebration to be canceled, is like I I'm we're not usually where we are. We're usually further ahead in the planning. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it's nice because the venue that we're trying to get was so slow that we never signed on the dotted line. And so now we're adding a thing into the contract that's like, if they cancel celebration, you give us back our money. Mm -hmm. um, and fortunately, Beautiful. we have Brian Angel on our side, and he's he's the guy you want on your side. He's he's a good enforcer. Um, so we're we're gonna see, yeah. But that's we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, so you guys have some boots on the ground over there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And. and I, it sucks because I'm sort of getting excited. I mean, I am actually getting excited. Like we've been talking about the card backs and the plans, and but then if they actually do Good, cancel man. it, my my kids are going to go this year, so I actually want it to happen. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah, but well, Chris and I have been trying to plan this Empire State Annual, and that's gotten all screwed up here too. So yeah, and, uh, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but Chris drove all the way up there. Chris drove all the way up there to uh, Syracuse to. To haggle with the the guy who we were renting the room from, and uh, Stephanie, his wife, was sending me pictures of the in progress haggling. It was pretty entertaining. Was a good shot. <laughs> you don't want to be on the opposite side of a haggle argument with Chris Riley. Let me just no. tell you. <laughs> but you know, but like you guys, uh, we we've signed on the dotted line, but we do have some flexibility on, uh, let's say, like with giving the place a deposit on the food right now hasn't been given, so. We, you know, we're kind of in the same position right now where, like, we don't uh, – we have the place locked down, but, like, they don't have anything else going on. But we're – you know, we didn't give in all the money that we needed to just as yet. We got bonds up there, so I don't know if this is being – if this is just conversation or being recorded. But, you know, I've been asking bonds, go pay the deposit already. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but, planning uh, an event, people – People don't realize, or maybe they sort of do realize, they just don't think about it that much. All the, the work that goes into planning something, man, it's like, you know, whether it's archive party or the annual, it's just a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. 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 But, you know, so if it gets postponed, um, 
you know, we're looking at not get being canceled. We're looking at it to be postponed. You know, we'll still look yeah. at it later this year to do it. And everything will roll in just like if we have anything. You guys have anything made. Um, like, we're having stuff made. It's going to just go into the next one. So it's going to yeah, happen just who knows when. If people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the archive party, which Steve and Sky kind of spearhead at Celebration, which is in uh, Anaheim this year in August. And uh, Chris and I are talking about the Empire State Star Wars Collecting Club Annual, which is supposed to take place in Syracuse this year. So, uh, Like Chris said, I guess if we don't do the annual in June, late June, we'll probably try to do it in the fall or something like that. So it's definitely not going away, just maybe getting postponed, like depending on what happens here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and I, so, I, I think you know, too, it's important for people to know that if they want to go to the annual, all they have to do is like, like ask. Yeah, just uh, shoot me a message or right. Chris or anybody. I mean, or, or, yeah, yeah, just you know, let me know. I so mean, as it, long it, as you're, uh... it's ridiculously exclusive in the way that we don't run out and tell everybody about it. But anybody who hears about it and then asks about it is invited, which. I think well, it's, it's open essence. to friends of the club, right? right? So, I mean, as long as you know someone and, you know, you're not – if you're an unknown person, it might be a little bit weird. Like, okay, I've never heard of you. But, yeah, if you're a, someone we know, I mean, you just shoot me a message. Yeah, you're absolutely invited. You can, uh, you know, I'll add you to the page that we have for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been, the annual information is uh, an announcement posted on the main Empire State Club page for a while. Um, it's open to anybody in the club and their friends and their family, so it's it's in no way you know, exclusive. So, totally. All right, buddy. You know. Well, I know you're still working, so make sure you're taking care of yourself. And uh, you and I talk pretty frequently, so I'm sure we'll catch up soon. But. We're going to yeah, probably head on to the next person my, uh, here. Let you get back to your, your creepy-ass movie. All right, so we, that was an adventure, but we got everybody on the line. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, uh, so, so, so who next, man? You want to try Gus? You want to see what Gus sure. is up to? Hey, Gus. Hey, Gus. Hey, so we, hey everybody. We, we maybe left a three-and-a-half-minute message on your voicemail trying to figure out uh, how to get a hold of you, so you can enjoy oh, okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, I thought not running and I saw this like unknown person or unknown name or whatever come up on my cell phone like who the hell is this so I just <laughs> ignored it and then I realized oh wait this is the time they're going to call okay. uh, how's it going good yeah it's a uh, it's interesting being in plague infested city of Seattle right now <laughs> it's locked into your Star Wars museum over there that's right barricaded with vintage kind of just you, you, Pam, and the Death Star, and the Stitch Room, <laughs> right. and everything else. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Coming on. It's funny because the the sort of three epicenters in America are like Seattle, and then uh, New York, and then this town that's like a couple towns over from me, uh, right near yeah. Rochester. So we're we're really hitting all the hot spots here. <laughs> that's right. Wait, yeah, are you maybe, currently maybe, jogging? Get up the yeah, yeah, I just stopped for a second so to talk, but yeah. I oh, okay. I was trying to figure out if yeah. you were, like, currently running. Cause I'm that, outside, yeah. Yeah, that would be a new Kivecast. Now, I, I was going to – this is going to be the announcement, Gus, of the special Star Wars club that you and I are in that Ron and Steve are not. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. So if you are a vintage Star Wars collector and you collect Pokemon – and you play Pokemon Go – uh, we, we have a little enclave on Facebook where we get together and talk about our true passion, which of course is Pokemon Go and not Star Wars. So, uh, <laughs> it's, 
you got all the cool group. people over there. Yeah, it's an elite group. You got you got Jeff Carell. Yeah, and I'm got, on, I'm on there too. Yeah, yeah. you got Mensinger. Got Mike Mensinger loves there, it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really into it. Yeah, some yeah. of these guys have multiple accounts. I mean, they play, you know, they're they're playing a few accounts and trying to get several level forty players yeah. going. But but I'll tell you, it's it's way more efficient than Star Wars collecting in a quarantine, because like. There's all these things you could do just by walking around outside, and you can't really do anything as a Star Wars collector besides just look at your stuff, right? Yeah. Well, it kind of just exercise. I mean, it's actually a very cleverly done game because it just encourages people to get out and, and do stuff. And I mean, while I'm running around, I'm collecting Pokemon, doing the weekend research thing. But yeah, like, so it's actually a, it's actually at least a, a constructive game. Like it's actually doing something great, I think, for kids, and it's actually mostly adults that seem to play it, actually. But but it gets them outside. Yep. So, so, so there's our pitch. What, what do you think of that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Scott, there's plenty you can do as a collector during a quarantine. There's like research and you know, rearranging your displays and dusting. I mean, yeah, cataloging. True. I think you're, <laughs> I think true. you're undervaluing quarantines here. So, have you been doing that wrong? No, but I could be. <laughs> There's no reason I can't be. Just like uh, Jonathan McElwain can be getting work to work on another podcast. I mean, another blog post. You know, I already talked yeah. to him. And yeah, I, I mean, I, doing crafting. I have a huge backlog of stuff to do around the house, but in the two weeks since I've been back from vacation, it's like at work. You know, sort of the work I do is sort of at the forefront of all this because it's about getting groceries out to people. So. Right, I've been yeah. slammed at work, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I have a huge backlog. I mean, since I'm around the house so much, huge backlog of things in the collection to do, like you know, sort of setting up some displays, putting some frames in some places, organizing some things. There's a long list of stuff. I, in fact, I won't. However long this this outbreak lasts, I still won't get through that list. Yeah. So, so what, well, what's a, definitely what's a appreciate fun, all that work with the groceries. What's a fun collecting related thing that you are hoping to do in the next couple of weeks? Oh, none of it's fun. Okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, no, it's, you know, it's um, fun. I would say, uh, well, there are some, uh, most of it's boring shit, but like but the, um, some of it is like, uh, you know, there's some places where I have some stuff that was recently framed, so we're going to place that. It's always fun to sort of think about how that's going to um, And then I have, um, I have some props that I need to put in display cases, of course, the display case shop isn't going to be open for a while, but I, I sort of need to figure out where I'm going to put it, get the measurements, do that. So I'm going to plan that. But it'll be good. It'll be fun to have the props. I just got to plan where I'm going to put it. So what, what props like are that. going in the cases? Yeah, so, um, yeah, and I can, next time, uh, I won't unveil it yet, but I have some, uh, okay. I have some sabers. I have some sabers that nice. are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So those will be on display. Um and then yeah, I have. Uh, let's see what else. I have. I mean, I did. I haven't shown it on the web yet, but I can share with you guys. I have um, for the prop store auction. I bought. There's a Tie Fighter model, and basically the wings were the original part, and then they, they did like a, a something for the cockpit to just connect the wings. It's like the, the full studio scale model, and so that thing is gorgeous. And so I just want to display that somewhere. So it arrived like just before we went on vacation. So I, I need to find a spot for that. Usually I buy stuff 
buy stuff and worry about where to put it later. I don't even think about where I put it. It's just like that looks cool. I'll, I'll always figure out a place to put it. Yeah, nice. I, uh, I guess I haven't been out there since what was that? 2013 that we were all out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was like seven years ago. That's <laughs> crazy. So there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, still a lot of changes. Yes, definitely. And uh, yeah, and Dick and Lisa should have their museum up soon. So next time you guys get out here, hopefully, but then they're done with it, you can see. Yeah, I'd love to check it out again. Stuff. Yeah, they yeah have, for they people, have I'm, I'm assuming. And, yeah. I'm assuming most listeners know, but Gus is like pretty much the greatest collection around, and his place is kind of just like a museum of Star Wars collectibles, which is just pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's always changing too. So I'm always uh, yeah, which is it. I guess mm-hmm. hopefully you get a chance to work on it a little bit here if you have some time off, you know. But I'm sure your job is probably killing you. Yeah, I still have. I, still, I mean, I'm still unpacked from travels. So I mean, it's still. It's kind of a mess, but uh, but yeah, no. I think I think over the coming weeks we'll definitely have more time to go work on. I'll have some come up for air and get opportunity to just yeah set up some rooms and uh, and get things on display. Um, yeah, I mean the weird thing was when I got back from travels, originally we were going to have a big party with like you know like 150 people over. Oh wow! Every year for Emerald City Comic Con, but once it camp. so I would have had to get the house in order in like three days anyway, and I would have <laughs> yeah. made it. I would have done it, but but uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, you know, I'll, I'll cancel, of course. So uh, so yeah, so basically, you know, I left everything a mess. So we need to clean it up. Yeah. Well, all right, Gus. Thanks for checking in. I'm sorry yeah. we interrupted your yeah. run. You said you were running. No, 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 no worries. Oh, no worries. Yeah, I'm not running. Yeah, and, yeah. And are are you yeah. on the are you on the water stage or are you still on fire or normal? Where are you on the Genesect quest? I, I, I completed it uh, while well, during the run. I completed it. Really? <laughs> I'm done. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm all done. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, the, you saw in the store the those, what do they call them? The not lures, but the ones you carry, like the whatever Incense? that thing is that attracts them. Incense. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The incense, like they had a deal where you get a whole bunch of incense for like virtually nothing. Yeah. So I have tons of the incense. I've just been using those, and I just crank through all the characters. It went pretty fast. So, but nice. like the real thing was, I found out Pam was competing with me to do it first. See which one would get through first. So while I was out running, I like texted her the second I was done. See, I, I won. You know, so just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like going. Oh, you're ahead of me now. So she's like, she's getting really competitive with me about it. So I said, okay, I'm going to win this for sure. Well, well, we, we, we talk a lot, you know, because my whole family does it. And then, you know, Gus and Pam do it. And so Gus's wife is, is way more popular in this house than Gus is because she famously got to level 40 in like three months. And she always sends gifts. That's right. and she's, she's always like, she's the, like the, the star, the star of the house, as far as this house is concerned in terms of collecting. So, yeah. Oh, totally. She's, I mean, she's more in, I mean, I, I got her hooked on it, but she's way more into it and way better than me. She usually, she gets all the shinies before me, she completes the things before me, so it was like a real thing that I beat her to a research uh, thing, because usually she's, she's the one winning. All right, awesome. Well, I, th- I think, uh, I think uh, Steve and Ron are asleep, so we'll, we'll have to wake them up. But, uh... <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. I know. That's awesome. Lost, thanks, uh, Gus. Lost every uh, listener. Yeah, anyway, yeah. see you guys. Yeah, thanks. Right, bye. bye. See you, Gus. Stay safe out there. Yeah, you too. All right, thanks. I think he'll all right. Uh, see, what Steve, about it's, um? It's no joke that Pokemon stuff. Yep. All right. Well, you want to try someone else? Yes. What about Ian Sanderson? He said he's waiting Sounds on the good. on the Facebook oh. thread. 
that I got Skype all wrong, so I wasn't recording the beginning, but there was this awesome bit where Ian mentioned that he's never been on this show, and I explained that it's that Steve has a really, he just hates Ian, <laughs> I don't know why. And then Ron suggested it's because he's been on all the other podcasts, which Ron said, that's why. It's probably a mixture of both, but we're happy to have Ian on. Um, so I apologize for recording late, but I really don't know how Skype works. Um, so <laughs> 10 well, years. Those, in. <laughs> yeah, well, for those who don't know, Ian's got a pretty awesome, uh, business making uh custom, well, not custom, but acrylic cases for collectibles. Right. So, um, That's how's right. the, uh, yeah. How's the, um, the acrylic case business going here? As everybody's shut in, have you had an uptick in business, or has it been just pretty much normal? I, 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 yeah, I'd say it's probably probably pretty normal. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not I, I'm trying not to take advantage of a situation, so I'm not I'm not sort of going out and advertising and uh, you know, hey, take your time, take while you're while you're all waiting for the world to end, come and get some acrylic cases. Um, so I've, I, I've I'm open. I'm I'm still. I do business on eBay and I do business on Facebook, um, and they've been they've been steady away, um, and until Brilliant. until they stop delivering or until I'm told that we can't leave the house, then I'll I'll keep doing so. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious, like as, aside from like a standard action figure case, like what is the most popular case that people buy? Hmm. Oh, it's just the, the carded physic cases by far and away outsell anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I sell loads of stands as well, figure stands. If I, 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 I say pretty much most of my most of my sales out of a day of uh, are the standard figure cases and the stand. Um, but I, I've tried to add lots more different. Right. Uh, so you mean like just the little round stands that they stand on, like a loose That's figure right, stand? Yeah. I bought a few of those from you. You have, yeah. Can can we can we like the acrylic like market is crazy, right? Because like when I started 15 years ago, there was like like either you got it graded or you had to get it from Oscar in in Mexico. Gotcha. And I like Oscar as a person, but I was too afraid of his status in the hobby to comment on the fact that like all of the customs he made for me were just totally wrong. And like I, like they were like off by like, like four inches. Like he might have been reading metric. It was like Stonehenge Spinal Tap bad. But like I was afraid to say anything. And I remember one time Ron came over and I was like, "Hey, check out this acrylic case that Oscar made for my bop bag." And he's like, "I don't know, man. It looks pretty big." And, and, <laughs> so I'm happy that there's a market now where people can compete to actually have stuff. And like basically all of his cases would destroy your figures when you put them in because he wouldn't like sand off the edges. So yeah, I've heard I've heard all of these stories to be perfect. I I don't go around saying bad things about other people's cases because it's not the best way for me to be selling my own product if I'm I'm pointing out flaws yeah. in others. But I, well, I, I have heard those. I have heard those, and I think um, I mean my my arrival here was literally at the time when Oscar was was sort of fading fading away. I, I mean I, I I know of him and I, I met him a couple of times at the celebration, but I, I believe he was sort of moving out of the business, and I arrived 
just as where there was a there was a kind of gap in the market really. Um, yeah. So, but I, I, I have I, you know I, my our aim is obviously to make good quality cases and and that's that's what hopefully we're doing. So I haven't yeah, had no, any the stuff I got you is first rate. But yeah, it's yeah. just oh my god, and now I'm just thinking about like how. I, I, I don't know what it was. I just... Well, because, like, the thing was that he was, like, the cool guy to get cases. Like, if you were a buster, like, some new guy, you'd go AFA. But if you wanted to, like, impress cool guys like Ron, you'd have to get Oscar cases instead. <laughs> Except then you'd t- say... See, when were... I first moved over here, you're right. When I first yeah. moved over here, I could tell the people who were still loyal to Oscar. There was one guy, and I, I'm not going to mention his name, but every single time the beat people would post up a thread and it was where can I get acrylic cases and there'd be like 10 people saying my name uh-huh. and then right at the bottom there'd be somebody this, this chat going Oscar's cases are the best <laughs> wait was that uh, me? because oh, right. <laughs> I used to do that no. too okay <laughs> at the start there was quite a lot of the old time collectors you got you guys have all had them and a lot of you um, had had them in stock anyway, so you were going to continue to buy from him. Um, but so no, no, it was. In fairness, the, the chap who used to do it doesn't do it anymore, and also bought cases from me. So, uh, so and if you play this out, you'll probably know who he is as well. Well, the the great thing is, is like the whole acrylic revolution, for lack of a better word. Like I remember when all you could really buy was star cases, and it, I think it was yeah. Gus Lopez was probably the first person. He was like, hey. I, this is a company that makes acrylic cases for action figures, and it was like, whoa, man, that is, you know, some real Richie Rich style stuff. <laughs> they had like a black instead of the, the the slide door on the bottom was black instead of clear. Yeah, like, I remember uh, those. Yeah, yeah it was I, like I, if you yeah, again, if you look at some of the old time, I um, when I was in North Carolina, I lived near um, Chris, and all his cases were all Oscars. And I I lived right about. Three miles down the road from them, I couldn't get to convert at all. Uh, obviously, I'm not a great salesman, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, all of the, all of the black ones were. But I think I think the, the main thing I found with acrylic is, and it, it timed it, it timed at the right point when I came here as well, is that it's a much harder sell to put a twenty dollar carded figure in a fifteen dollar acrylic case. That's why star cases were popular. But as soon as you've got a $200 figure, which is what a lot of carbon figures these, these days go for, then justifying spending $15 on a, on a case is a lot easier. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think that... Doubt. And also, also, I mean, if you remember, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Rebel Scum. I was one, apart from when I got kicked off Rebel Scum. But I was on Rebel Scum. And... Um, you know, to limelight was a lot harder back then than it is now. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but Facebook's been full of the last two, three days of people doing their view rooms, all their rooms. You know, limelight is so easy these days. So mm-hmm. everybody puts Facebook pictures up all over Facebook of their amazing collection. So, you know, everybody sees it all now, and they're like, oh, would you have those amazing cases from? You know, so... Yeah, that, no, no that, doubt. That, yeah. that helps me sell. That helps me sell, you know. And, and yeah. it, it's funny because when I think about all the cases I bought from Oscar, first of all, like I used to buy acrylic cases for every Chewbacca that I got. So I would like 
go to Walmart and get a Wookiee Rage 2005 Revenge of the Sith Chewbacca, and then I'd instantly order a case from Oscar. So like you talk about like a twenty like a, it was like a thirty dollar case because those were all custom like weird shapes, and then the figure is worth less than the five dollars I just paid for it. And then he also made yeah. it for my photo art. Probably and, still anyway, and, five Yeah, well. <laughs> he made he made it for my photo art, my chromium, but it doesn't actually fit. Like the chromium doesn't fit, so it's actually outside and feels like it's curling at the edges. I I should really address that. I think I should I think I should get some more acrylic so my stuff actually fits. Something to do. Yes, that, that I, that's, I can, that's your your homework, Scott. <laughs> yeah. I can't your believe quarantine I, homework. Yeah, I can't believe I accepted this. All right, cool. Well, I think that's. I actually know. True, truly, I have a hard time figuring out how to have people who have businesses on without just sounding like an advertisement for them. And I, well, we've totally failed on this thing. So I, I think well, that's. I know. Well, yeah. I, I trust me. I had no in, I had no intention of coming on and selling acrylic. I, yes, that's I, Ron's fault. For me, for me, the, my biggest problem is people know me now as I. Uh, Stand guy or acrylic guy and and things like that. So and even even we were talking about the annual a bit ago, weren't we? That was going to be my my escapism for for last year. You know, right. it was going to be my chance to go away for a weekend, not sell any. I wasn't even going to bring cases with me. I wasn't going to bring anything with me. I wasn't going to talk about cases. I wasn't going to talk about that. <laughs> I just wanted to get back. Talking about Star Wars because every the last couple of celebrations I've done, obviously I've done a couple of ICCs. They're not they're no fun for me because I can't enjoy the Star Wars collection. collection yeah. Well, I'm, hopefully we'll have another I'm Empire State thing that you can get to. Okay, so so you have you have literally twos of people listening now. So what 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 would you like people? Star Wars collectors to come up and ask you not about acrylic cases. Like, what's something where if you were able to make it up to the annual, what would you like people to talk to you about instead? Like, like what's your big passion uh, outside honest, of acrylic? I like to listen. I like to. I, I mean, Chris. Chris will tell you, um, and I, I. I don't think I outstate my welcome there, but um, he made the mistake of inviting me to his house, um, and I was. Amazed, I was walking there, and in the end, I think I went back there about twenty times, all wow. invited, um, and you know, just so we could go around every single one of his uh, one of his cases. And then I've made I've made the Cincinnati toy show a couple of times, and you know, seen some some crackhead, uh, really really amazing displays, and just I love the history of all. And I, I love listening to it. I, you know, Bill and Tracy's um, shows they do, I think, are fantastic. You know, the, the guys who've been in the hobby, Mr. Ron, obviously, the guys who've been in the hobby for, you know, for so long, they've just got some amazing stories about how it all started and how they used to go around collecting. And how they used to collect is a million times different to how we collect these days. You know? Okay, so yeah, then, things have changed yeah. for sure. So if you see Ian, don't ask him about acrylic cases. Just start telling him stories about something in your collection. Like, don't yeah. even, like, just immediately start talking and he'll listen to you. Just be like, I heard you on the best episode of the Kivecast <laughs> ever. 
and I know that you want me to talk about Star Wars stuff, not just about cases. Yes. Hey, I, listen, I talk about cases and acrylic stains and all sorts on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I can I can definitely do a few uh, a few days or, or, or conversations without him. That's for sure. Awesome. Well, and the other thing I want to say, um, I, I, whenever I pick like, whenever I think of you living in Florida, I just think of the end of the British TV show, The Office, how that's where the characters moved from, you know, from Slough, and they moved to Florida. So I just kind of picture you there, and I picture you with like that whole kind of setup. At, have you seen it? The last episode of The Office. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I love I love you. So that's kind of how I picture you. Just so you know, just if that if that helps you at all, that's like exactly how I picture your life as being an exact copy of that. So. <laughs> I, there is there is some of that definitely. I, I I think I've definitely landed on my feet in terms of, of where we are, apart from hurricane season, obviously. Yeah. But uh, no, I I mean I I love Florida. I, I we've really embraced the uh, the country. We've embraced the people here and. I, we 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 won't be going anywhere. Um, I'll have to work on my American accent. But, um, Thanks for being on, Ian. We're going to try to move on through some of these other folks, but hope you're taking care of yourself down there, you and your family. Uh, we'll survive. I'm sure we will do. So, lots of lots of time, lots of time with the family, which is not a bad thing in any 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 time, really, is it? You know. All right, man. Dave Brat said he's sitting by his phone waiting. So yeah, we're just um, calling some friends of the podcast here to kind of just uh, spread the spread the love and um, see That's what people good. are up to. Have you been doing any collecting uh, related stuff while you've been shut in? Well, you know, I've just been organizing my collection a little bit. Um, got uh, actually just recently finally finished my um, vintage run of loose figures. I know people talk card a lot on this show, but I picked up a. Um, uh, the uh, pop-up lightsaber R2-D2 uh, from Sean Lemcool here in town just a few weeks ago. Nice. We before, just spoke to him. This hit the fan. Yeah, I saw that he was on the, um, on, the on the list. But uh, yeah, it was really great. He came across uh, he came across a good collection and had posted about it, and I got in touch with him. It was the last figure I needed, and I went down there. Uh, he doesn't live far from me here in Cincinnati. And uh, yeah, I ended up picking up from that from him, and uh, he threw in the coin as well, which was great. I don't usually collect the coins, but now I have one, so that's gonna, I'm sure, become an obsession one of these days soon. Oh um, yeah, as well. You know how it goes. But uh, are you trying cool, to so complete we'll the? Um, sorry, are you trying to complete like a, a loose set or something, or what? What was actually, the? Actually, yeah, what that's was basically the art? what I've been doing for a while. I know a lot of the people on this show are cool and much more high dollar stuff, but for me. Uh, yeah, the loose set um, I just did complete. The, the pop of R2 was the last one I needed. That was the last one I got, too, back in, like, 1995 when I was trying to <laughs> complete my set. That was the last Before one I, I got. Really? Started. Yeah. Yep. And was that the that first thing you, one, you did, Ron? Like. Yeah. What's that? Was that the first thing you did, too, complete your loose set? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tried to, to complete my loose set. That and um, the Topps trading cards. But oh, yeah, the loose nice. set was the first thing. Wait, Steve, did you do and that too? I, well, I did the loose set. Yeah, but it took took a long time. It was my my brother and I. 
Yeah. Oh, I've never cared about that. I've never even thought about it. I know. I, I've, always, I've always remembered the, yeah, you saying how little you cared about your, like completing a loose set. It's, yeah. That's oh, man, I was like, oh. To me, that's just the bread and butter. I, I, you know <laughs> what I mean? I get all the other stuff, but the toys but, I actually played with, that's what I want, you know? But, yeah, I pulled sky, out my, my figures. <laughs> yeah, I was like 19 or whatever, and I pulled out my figures, and I was like, I, I still need these, and then... I think I went to a trading card show and there was people selling loose figures and then that just got me started with looking for the ones I needed and I got that R2 last. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember where I got it, but I got it and that was the last one I needed. It was. I wish I'd been doing that uh, well uh, back then. And then um, this would uh, this this for this for all the vintage uh, snobs. This will make you guys upset to hear, but I set up my uh, barge. Uh, you know, I got the barge last year, and I put my uh, pop-up R2 right on top of it, right where he should be. So <laughs> I've currently got a uh, vintage um, pop-up R2D2 lightsaber on top of my modern uh, Haslab barge. So it's a juxtaposition of two worlds. Oh, I think that works. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but seriously, in all seriousness. We like that figure because it's like a little bit rare, but it is just kind of a piece of junk. <laughs> well, that weird I love it because Billy Club yeah, it's head. rare, but it's just it's just a redo of a figure that's you know the classic R two. Yeah, it is kind of a piece of junk in that it, <laughs> it pops up. Well, the lightsaber is not really a real lightsaber; it's too short. I could, it's, I thought mine was broken when I first got it, and I was like basically yeah. an adult, and I'm like, it doesn't pop up. And like someone had to explain to me, like, no, it, uh, it just it just sits basically there. just jostles well, <laughs> a pop a pop out. Uh, like, what kind of uh, hunk of junk is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so it doesn't actually come yeah. out? I don't even. I don't even like. <laughs> this. This is what's great, guys. That yeah, the, the by not collecting any of the loose figures, there's there's so many like little details that you probably have no. <laughs> Wait, so yeah, it does yeah. not like eject. It just kind of like it just bumps up a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like a slide it, out it becomes, lightsaber more than a pop yeah, lightsaber. It, it chubs up a little bit there. It does look really? Wait, so it's just like stuck in his head? Yeah, yeah. Well, it comes out, but it doesn't a little... spring or anything, which is yeah. what you think it's going to do. Yeah, and it looks like a, a wiffle ball bat, but not like yes. a normal wiffle ball bat, it, but one of those big clown fat wiffle ball bats. Yeah, it's got like a bulb on the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we didn't wait until uh, three years from now when we get to that figure, Steve. I, this is this a is truly sucky toy. Is this the worst Star Wars toy in the vintage line? It's, I'm sure we What's will the... go. No, no, there's worse ones than that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a Lobot focus collector, and I can, you know, I love Lobot's Lobot. A good you know, figure. Lobot's, Lobot's a good figure. Lobot's a cool figure. I, I, one of the things I like about him is how he's just, well, like, people people who don't know Star Wars ask me why I collect Lobot, and I say, like, well, like, uh, I feel like he was the figure everyone could get, because, like, by the time we got the figures that we really wanted, he was the one left over that everyone's grandma could buy for them and say, oh, that's a Star Wars toy, and, and okay. you know, that's how we all got a Lobot. That's I have a I Lobot mine. story. I have a Lobot story. Okay. So when I was a kid and I was like playing with Star Wars figures with my friend, I remember him taking Lobot out and saying, this is Lando's main man. And I always thought that was like really <laughs> weird. And I've remembered it since I was like, you know, six, right? And it wasn't until years later that I realized that one of the Empire Strikes Back tops cards, it says Lando's main man. It's like the <laughs> title on the card. That's a, that's and I'm sure that's where he got it. And I never I realized it until later. That's hilarious. I need to get that card. I've never sure. I've I never think, I'm pretty one. sure it says that. Probably yeah. someone's going to be like, no, it doesn't actually say that, but it's something <laughs> like that. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's where he got that um, that phrase, mm -hmm. you know, which was just yeah. a bizarre thing for someone to say. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to figure but, out what's uh, the I history think... of the term main man. Because 
That's yeah. I, I always associate that as being sort of like a like a almost a seventies expression, only associated with yeah. African Americans. Like a little bit. Know. Hey, my main man, you're my right. main man. So I wonder if that was yeah. like uh, Gary Gerani, who was on our podcast once, being so, like not racist, but sort of like <laughs> you know, if it was like I do, if it was like Lando's homeboy, you'd be like, whoa, come on now. I, yeah, I wonder yeah. is main man or does it go before that? Well, I googled it. There's a card that says Lobot's aid, Lando's aid, Lobot. So now I'm wondering if I have that's... if my story is complete BS, but I, I <laughs> yeah. thought I could remember seeing a card and being like, "That's where that kid got that weird phrase." Well, that'll but be the uh, that'll, that, so. yeah. that'll be something we're all after now. I'll have to look into that and see if I can find that. The card. weird Lobots, yeah. Maybe it's just aid, but I remember him being like, "This is Lobot's main man." I'm like, "What the heck? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Well, of the 47 times you've been on the show, Ron, that's the most excited I've ever heard you saying that you have a story about Lobot. So it's all worth <laughs> it for that. Who doesn't Captain have a story about Lobot? <laughs> there you go. Captain Ron is happy. Yep. All right. Well, I think we have to get to the bedtime. Oh, all right. So you're too tired to continue? Well, what do you got to say, Ron? How, how are you going to continue? I might be coaxed. No, I was going to say that I think if, um, just to take it back to R2-D2 pop-up saber, okay. that if that figure yeah. was not a rare figure, that I think people would widely consider it one of the lamest figures in the world. <laughs> right, but but it is rare. It looks like it goes for a couple hundred bucks now. Is that right? Yeah, Easily. it's, it's yeah. not easy to find loose. Yeah. I mean, you could buy them carded, and it's still well, think crazy. about like all the stuff that can go wrong with it. The sticker can be worn off. The top can be uh, dull. Uh, the saber can be missing. Um, and I think you can re I mean, repro archers exist, right? Or repro sabers at least. Um, you know, there's just so many things that, you know, if you have like a, a Chewbacca, you know, you, you have the paint could wear off, but that's about it. Like with the right. R2D2, you can lose the sticker, you can, you lose the, the saber. So I, I think that's all going to be part of it. Plus it was last 17, um, all that stuff. But it, by the right. way, I don't think it's a lamest. It's still R2D2. I mean, it's better than like, you know, like Bespin guard. Uh, I mean, I guess yeah. I like the Western Guard, but R2-D2 for me was exciting always as a kid. I would always like to have an R2 over like uh, yeah, a lot true. of other things. Yeah. That's a cool figure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. Sorry, man. Yeah, we're, we're trying to keep it brief here. This guy's getting tired. Understood. <laughs> appreciate you being yeah. on. Yes. No, it's really good. To, it's really good to be on. I enjoy. I enjoy. Uh, Even if I told you I a completely fictitious story about a Lobot card, <laughs> we can all look into it now. It'll become my holy grail if it's out there. Somewhere. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I found it. Bang! I just found it. It says Calrissian's main man. That's what the title <laughs> nice. of the card is. I knew I was right. Calrissian's main man. Yep. That's my new. Uh, that's that's, my new the, that's the Lando card. That's that. the Lobot card you want, baby. Yeah, that's the one I'm gonna find. That's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, all I right, found man. It right here. All right. It, it Take care confirmed. of yourself, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks, care, Ron. Dave. You are the podcast main man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll wear that with honor. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, do you want to try one more? Or is this it? Because I kind of feel bad because Jonathan Robinson was the most excited person about this, and we haven't called him. Sure, but, but well, it's cool. I, I can stay up till midnight, probably. I, I'm just um, I'm, I'm a little tired, but I'm okay. Hello? Jonathan. Yes. Hey, it's Sky. Hey, Sky. How you doing? So I, I just uh, left a really long message on your voicemail uh, as Fluffy. So, uh, Hello. 
You're, hey, um, hey guys. I, I might have made some reference about taking your Joes and Jesus and cramming it. Uh, so oh. you'll have to you, you'll have we to got apologize. Him. We, we have achieved Jonathan Robinson. Yes, we, we, we right. have. Um, I, people don't know, uh, the famous expurgated episode is half Fluffy telling stories about uh, uh, having carnal uh, intercourse with um, random women. And then the other half is Jonathan, the one of the hobby's great, like, you know, pillars of, of morality and faith. So it was this great, like, we had to cancel uh, the, the part with Fluffy, so... Yeah. <laughs> and Skype just turned off the recorder again, but I turned it back on, so hopefully we got it. How's it going, Jonathan? Oh, very well, thank you. Ron, are you there now? I'm here, yeah. Okay, I think glad we got Jonathan here. Yes, okay. Well, oh, thank Ron, you. Ron's the captain. You go ahead, Ron. Oh, jeez. So uh, we're, we're about <laughs> wrapping this thing up. I don't think we're going to get to everyone, but we wanted to make sure we got to you, Jonathan, here before we started to sign off. How are things going down there? Louisiana, right? Uh, yeah, it's hard of uh, coronavirus. Right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So, are you uh, self quarantining, or how's how's things going down there? Yes, uh, the the seven of us are all you know huddled together uh, over the fire that we built in the middle of the, the living room, and uh, <laughs> kind of uh, you know staying tuned to what Facebook uh, leaches out as far as the latest information. Uh, you know, of course, we're we're trying to play it, you know, as smart as we can. Uh, and we're we go out when we when we need to, and of course, we I stay active, you know, like building a raised garden bed in the backyard, and and the honeydew list just keeps adding uh, day per day. Mm -hmm. So uh, she she has she wants to be sure that I'm not going to just go to pot as far as uh, the time <laughs> off uh, from the the show I was working on before. Uh, summarily let go. Yeah. But, um, oh, well, so, uh, yeah, so, I saw something yeah. about that. Sorry to hear that. I guess a lot of yeah, our jobs have been interrupted here. Yes, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm just one of you know several hundred thousand individuals. Uh, I'm, I'm of course not considered essential uh, to the workforce. I understand that. I mean, entertainment industry has always just been there as you know a supplemental thing. Uh, but what also has to be understood is the entertainment industry was there. For people during the Great Depression and during, you know, uh, many uh, a great war uh, that occurred in the early 20th century, so mm -hmm. you know you still need that to get through the humdrum of what life throws at you. And uh, yeah, well, uh, it, I'll, it, tell you, I'll tell you this, Jonathan. If anyone tries to tell you you're non-essential persons, just say, okay, <laughs> so here's the deal. I'm going to turn off uh, Netflix and all streaming for the rest of the quarantine. You tell me how non-essential I am. They will come at your throat like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, Jonathan works as a, I mean, what, what's your title, Jonathan, specifically? I can't, I mean, as far as your job title, do right? Like Cinem third monkey from the left, basically, but it's basically a camera assistant, um, second camera C. Assistant. So I'm, I'm the guy, if you, if you kept the, if you watched an unedited, you know, scene or an unedited clip from a movie, uh, you would see a, a guy in front of the camera slating and that's, in a nutshell, really what I do, but I mean, there's so much more past that. It's really just a technician uh, that works with right. the camera. So. But yeah, so basically someone though, who helps to make uh, movies and TV shows, so the, the stuff you enjoy on your television set, Jonathan is uh, involved in producing that. And, yes, sir. Correct? Yeah. Fair, fair to say? Yes, sir. Thank you. And I also yeah, think well. that this, this is a good time to remember to, if you have enough money to buy Star Wars toys, 
probably like buy some art. <laughs> like I've been buying more like records. I've been like buying more stuff on Bandcamp, and I've been, you know, like I, if there's like some movie that you like and they don't have it on Netflix, like pay the four bucks to get it on on whatever Amazon. Like just try to yeah. if you have any extra money, try to even if it's like Beyonce, like. All artists are just getting <laughs> completely hung out to dry, so I, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. probably not Beyonce. No, I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, any collecting stuff getting got... done while you're shut in? Oh, uh, uh, not really. No, because I'm kind of, you know, it, it, you're holding on to the the money that it, it, before all this happened. It was like, oh yeah, you're, you're spending like a big shot and everything. And then this hits you all of a sudden you clam up and you don't want to let anything go. And, uh, therefore you, I, I've been very tight as far as bringing anything in to, uh, the, the collection room. And cause I, I mean, I'm even worried, like, will we still get to be with each other in August? I mean, obviously I think it will still happen if it doesn't happen in August, but, um, I, I yeah. have to be practical and pragmatic about it. And, um, you know, I just, uh, and plus this is a time where I can't, um, I, there's other things to focus on with the family and, you know, just to be real about it. So, yeah, we've had some discussions here tonight about, you know, celebration and what will happen with it. I guess nobody knows at this point, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all mm-hmm. a little bit too jaded over here. We're all sort of hoping it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think there's celebration through. fatigue is rampant among the uh, hardcore yeah. collecting set. So. Yeah, they've been fast and furious, and uh, it is kind of a nice uh, interlude. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. You know, just to, I love seeing you know, everybody, but I'd rather see them at the, uh, the club events or even Nashville or something like that than I would at Celebration. It, it, celebration is so yeah. taxing that it's almost yeah. it's like a war, <laughs> yeah. whereas these is. other things are like vacations. And especially when it was five days, you know, in the last one. And I, I, that just felt like yeah. a marathon. So. Yeah, and speaking of sickness, that's been a major theme, obviously, but people came home from celebration last year with con crud and various diseases that they contracted from whatever they were mm-hmm. doing at celebration. So, I mean, it's always a hotbed of illness, it seems. So. Yeah. yeah, well, especially when you, you don't put in the, the appropriate amount of sleep that you uh, naturally would. Uh, when yeah. you uh, do a little bit too much, and I'm not saying too much partying with the alcohol and everything, but of course, when you load yourself up with a ton of carbs and a lot of sugar mm-hmm. in your system, you're also kind of doing some detriment uh, uh, to the body as well. And uh, therefore, we just kind of let ourselves, you know, relax a little, maybe too much, so that that would introduce. If you didn't have a strong enough immune system to begin with, then you are you're going to be lowering your defenses in that sense. And so I, 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 that is mm-hmm. one of those problems, I think, with, you know, uh, something like Celebration because we just throw caution to the wind and everything becomes a, a bacchanalia. And, you know, it's just uh, a situation where it does allow that to happen a little bit more than when if you were at home and you were just doing your normal routine. Celebration is not a normal routine to the human body. So. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, yeah I mean, yeah. that's whole thing is just very exhausting and yeah people certainly don't live healthy for those few days and yeah you're right too now that it's like five days is the last one it's just man i can't it's almost like a marathon but 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. Certainly love getting together with everybody, but uh, I don't know if I necessarily yeah. need another celebration either. <laughs> I would not be super depressed <laughs> if it gets canceled. Awesome. Oh, and uh, I was going, Sky. I wanted to uh, make a public apology about the 48B versus the 48E. And, oh my uh, gosh. Uh, that was yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think was, Ron. Uh, do you know about this? <laughs> Uh, I know nothing about any okay. any card back that has like a letter appended to it. I know you're, nothing you're, about Ron. Uh, you're in, you're in for something here. Listen, yeah. okay. First of all, I want to say a few things. Okay, my status as the king of the forty-eight Bs is okay. Do you know how? Okay, does a king know every single corner of his domain? Does a king like? Does the king of England like know every corner of Ipswich? You know where where Ian Sanderson's from? No. no. He probably knows like the town center. You can't know like the third like smallest cottage to the left, right? So it turns out Correct. wrong that I've been calling myself the king of the 48 Bs, but there's actually another card back that's called a 48 E, and I haven't known the difference for the 10 years that I've been calling myself the king of the 48 Bs and collecting them, I never noticed that the text is completely different on the back. It's noticeable from 10 feet away. And it, but truly, Jonathan, no, no that one... That says more about Sky Payne than a, like a book written about you could possibly <laughs> yes. say. But in Kellerman, you know, I, I go by Kellerman, and Kellerman never drew the difference, right? In his book, right? He just has 48 yeah, Bs. Well, that's correct. He did not call it out, but at the same time, he did uh, make it known that there was, uh, even though he didn't differentiate between that, uh, he did show the evidence that there was a differentiation, but he did not uh, name it so. So it was not, you know, by nomenclature, it was not divided up. He just said, oh, and then over here, we got these, you know, uh, two line versus three line versus, and that, that was really when it came to the Return of the Jedi stuff. But it, it, you know, so the, there's the there's the short phrase on top, and then the long phrase on the bottom, and it switches up to a long phrase on top, and then short phrase on the bottom for the Empire 48s. But when it gets to the Jedi, it gets more convoluted with the short on top, long on bottom, top, uh, long on top, short on bottom, and then the three line phrase as well. And it's just like I, I, I kind of want to stop collecting when it starts <laughs> diversifying that much. It's like you know, but but it does make it interesting for the hobby you know it's never boring i should say it's just uh it's just something else that like ah, i guess i got to procure that at some point in my life if i come across it you know but uh but it's nice to i think it's better to know it than than to actually have to have it in my collection room it's just you know it's nice to be aware of it it's nice to pass that knowledge down and make others aware and uh and then you know i can push my glasses up on the bridge of my nose and be the super nerd that I am, you know, in regards to that. But, uh, it, that, but that, and, you know, a buck 50 gets me a, you know, a cup of coffee, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's not like it's knowledge that, you know, will save my life, you know, in a <laughs> horrible incident, you know, it, it's not, it's just what I can talk amongst, you know, individuals like yourself. But so. it, it did allow him to, to show up. And when I was showing off my, my <laughs> Rick Springfield's personally owned, <laughs> 48B Yoda. He just goes, that's a 48E. You dumb piece of shit. Seriously. He edited it out, but that's what he wrote. I swear. That's what he wrote. I was like, Jonathan, what's up? And he's like, I just can't hold it back anymore. Yeah, that anymore. sounds like a Jonathan Robinson thing yeah, to yeah. say, too. Like, he's usually that ferocious about things. Have you ever seen Fluffy and Jonathan in the same room? I'm just saying. 
they could be the same person, and we just don't know. <laughs> Uh, so well, that's good, man. So, so the the way that I ended up reconciling it is that it's like England. So, forty um, eight B yeah. is Great Britain, like that's the whole kingdom, and forty eight E is yeah. like Wales. So it's like still part of my my domain, <laughs> but it's not the central part. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's good, man. I'm glad you clarified. I, I'm still completely. I, I have a. In my mind, I'm just never going to pay attention to anything that detailed. But I'm glad that there are people who know these things and that Sky now knows it as well. Yes. <laughs> All right, I, man. I well, that, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks I, for the call. I appreciate and, uh, you getting on here with us. It's kind of during this time. Hope, uh, you know, you're doing all right down there. With You have seven kids, seven kids and a wife. So you got nine people. I know. No, no, no. It's, oh. uh, it's uh, five. Yeah, five children. So it's seven of us. Oh, five, five, five kids but, uh, and okay, yeah. two parents. Yeah, he's not crazy. That makes sense. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. I'm sure that's. I mean, I'm going stir crazy. It's just me and like bottled water in my house. So uh, I hope that you're <laughs> you're maintaining your sanity there, and you're working down that honeydew list. But I appreciate you yes, coming on here with us. Yeah, it's good to hear from you, John. Inviting me. All right. Yeah, you too, Steve. And uh, you boys take care, and hopefully I will see you in uh, two or three months. Right, oh, good. no doubt. We'll see you. If, if not there, we'll see you somewhere else, I'm sure. Maybe we'll Just do see. an out- outro with the three of us? or yeah, We can just yeah. leave it there, man. That's fine. Let's yeah. tell the other folks, sorry, we didn't get to you. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. All, All right. right. Well, we're, we're staring down the list of a whole bunch of little islands that we're not going to be able to visit on this uh, three-hour tour, Ron. Um, may- yeah, my phone battery is dying here too. So I mean, yeah. I, uh, we got to a bunch of them, but hopefully, uh, I had a good time. That's probably a pretty messy episode, but I had a fun time talking to all those folks. Yeah, well, a I mean, good you're, break you're, you're my, Ron. Uh, quarantine. That's, that's what you're known for, you know. <laughs> and I haven't died yet. Yeah, I haven't died of coronavirus. Everyone's so everyone's okay. It's so funny because because um, Jonathan was talking about the you know like looking at Facebook and everything. One of the things I love most about this hobby is all of the absolute right-wing lunatics that I am friends with on Facebook because like, you know, obviously as a as a, you know, academic and all that, like my my bubble is pretty strong, you know, but because of the Star Wars collecting, it means that I like the whole spectrum to like left-wing lunatics to right-wing lunatics and everything in between. So like it's really useful because with the coronavirus, I'm like, wow, okay. I had I know like 20 Star Wars collectors who are running on about this being a hoax. I'm like, all right, you know, like it helps me to see the other side. You guys aren't talking. Am I, am I out on a limb here? <laughs> there's uh, there's definitely yeah. lots of different opinions in the Star Wars universe. So I mean, they're definitely all on Facebook. It's definitely true. It's crazy. I think it's a blessing. I think because like I would normally just think anybody who thinks that is immediately an idiot, but then a lot of people who I know and respect think that. So like I can humanize them and not think, you know, okay, I better unfriend them because, you know, they hate science. I could just be like, oh, I guess I understand based on this, 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 and that, how they can come to that conclusion. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's too late for this kind of. Yeah. Uh, There's always the 30 day snooze, you know, you can always just news someone <laughs> if it's uh, annoying you um but yeah i mean it's certainly lots of a range of folks out there but i'm glad everybody's 
you know, taking care of themselves and, you know, sitting tight. It's just kind of a unique moment in all our lives. I think I've certainly never experienced uh, anything like it. I'm just thinking, you know, recording this tonight, it's something that we do every month or whatever, but you realize how kind of important the ability to do it is. And I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's being in isolation and being able to talk to friends across the country, or even if it's someone like two doors down that you can't talk to, it, it's, yeah, it's important. So thank you guys. Thanks, yeah. Ron, for <laughs> putting the iPad. Having this the... terrible idea of mine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, I just figured why not do something where we just check in on people. Everybody's home, right? So it's not like when we're trying to call them most of the time and they're not answering, except for that evil Mark Venice who never picked up his phone. Yes. And, um, but And he would be the one who doesn't pick up. But, um, you know, it's 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 a, one of those rare occasions when you pretty much know someone's going to be sitting there at their house not having much to do. So uh, once in a lifetime, I guess. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hope that yeah. it doesn't just become the quarantine podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, remember things? Yeah, yeah those were cool. <laughs> Remember what? Uh, remember things? <laughs> oh, yeah. Things are great. You know, I remember back in the day when we had things. Yeah, like stuff. I remember oh. when we did stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, it, all right, my friends. Sounds good. I'm glad that we had a chance to do this. Oh. And I hope you don't die of coronavirus in all seriousness. Hey, hey, Ron, we forgot to tell you that you now have a catchphrase on the show. I do? Yeah. Oh, What's that? Okay, number one, if you were a big, fat, lazy man, that'd be better because... Then your nickname could be Ronflex, which is Snorlax, the Pokemon in French. But that's not your, your catchphrase. <laughs> okay. We think that your catchphrase should be Nagamaru. You should Nagamaru. say it every time you get on the podcast. Like. Oh, okay, Nagamaru. Yeah, there you go. So like, like in. That was, was that my sig- wasn't that my signature line on Rubble Yeah, Film? it was. Is that where that's from? Yeah. Yeah, to, to the and point probably where, nobody uh, knew what it, nobody knew what it meant unless they knew that commercial. Probably. Yeah, Nagamaru. Isn't Let's it see, Morse a- Man? I think I so. Man. Yeah, you're probably right. But that—that that was the perfect. That guy, you realize that when he just said it right now, that's the recording for all time. That was it. Right? <laughs> yes. Sangamaru. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if they was, wrote that out for the kid. Like if someone said, like, I want you to say Nagamaru, or if they just said, make up a nonsense word, and the kid came up with that. Like, I, I wonder about stuff like that. I, I do often wonder how things are. Yeah, like nonsense <laughs> words. Are they scripted, or is that just total improv? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah we oh, all right, gentlemen. Kid. Everyone, everyone is okay so far, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, take care of yourselves, and uh, I'm sure we'll text or chat or see each other on Facebook, but. Hopefully we get through this okay, and um, we'll be doing a normal podcast sometime in the future. Yeah. All right. And I hope this is either the worst or the best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> or it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, I I think uh, Wampa Wampa. Adios. All right, Nakamaru.